final tune-up for the Cowboys as they get ready for Jacksonville on Sunday. And it, and it certainly feels like a, uh, a, a NFL football game being a Sunday noon kick. And 11 o'clock broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas. And we welcome in from the Cowboy Network, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good afternoon. Thanks for your time. Yeah, absolutely. I know you guys are getting ready for some high school football. I've got a good one on tap tonight as well. It's going to be a lot of fun kind of getting back into the swing of things, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and we're all jazzed about that. So where are you working tonight? So I've got the TV stream call for Duncanville and Matterday uh, in Duncanville. So it's the number one ranked team in the country, the Matterday Monarchs, coming to Texas to take on Reginald Samples, Duncanville Panthers. So I've got a fun one on for Yeah, indeed you do. And, and we'll see Duncanville a little later on in the year here uh, as the uh, Waco Lions take on Duncanville in district play. Let, let's talk about the Cowboys. Uh, uh, and, you know, obviously great news with what's going on with Dak. Yeah, uh, seeing him back out on the field, and I tweeted this out while watching practice earlier, it wasn't just a good sight. Of course, seeing number four back out there, and being interactive and having those conversations and being full participant in practice. Yeah, that's all nice, but there was an added fluidity to the offense that wasn't there whenever Garrett Gilbert or Cooper rush or Ben DiNucci were taking snaps behind center. I mean, it is notice notable uh, how much of a difference Dak Prescott has been making while showing uh, at least any kind of, of reps during the summer and, he, he uncorked it a little bit today, which I thought was impressive. I mean, 40, 45, 50 yards even downfield uh, to, to receivers. He hit Amari Cooper a couple times, hit Michael Gallup even on a couple of occasions downfield. His best throw of the day was to Malik Turner in the back of the end zone. Uh, and, I mean, he looked crisp. And I, I think if anybody were to be worried about the shoulder injury and anything lingering, at least here in the early process of his return back to football, I think today would have probably snuffed a little bit of that out. You, you mentioned Cooper Rush and uh, Garrett Gilbert and those guys. Uh, to me, it's intriguing to see how this number two spot is still up for grabs. And is it Cooper Rush's job? Is it Garrett Gilbert's job? Does Sunday decide it? I mean, what, what's going to happen with, with that position? Yeah, I think it's more wide open than it has been throughout the offseason heading into this Jacksonville game. And I I think Sunday will decide it. And there's a couple of dominoes, I think, that have already fallen to kind of show that that's the case. One, the first domino that fell was Cooper Rush took the the snaps with the ones prior to Dak Prescott's return this week and and replaced Garrett Gilbert in the rotation as, as the number two quarterback. And I think that's significant because initially and in everything that we had been told by the coaching staff, everything we had seen on the practice field, it was Garrett Gilbert's job to lose. So that was the first domino. The second domino happened yesterday when the Cowboys went and restructured Ezekiel Elliott's deal. And you may be asking the question of why does a running back's contract deal with the backup quarterback? Well, it opened up $6.8 million in cap space, which is more than enough money if you wanted to go get a quarterback that's going to hit the open market whenever these cap casualties start hitting the the open market in a couple of weeks, then you have the money now to play around with a backup quarterback and feel confident in who you get. So I think tomorrow, or excuse me, Sunday, will definitely decide it. Is it going to be Cooper Rush, who has had an impressive preseason, who has taken snaps to the first team and been 
in a Kellen Moore system for the last four years, or is it going to be Garrett Gilbert, who was the, the initial thought to be the backup quarterback, or are they going to go get somebody? Now now there's a third wrench kind of thrown into the mix. So I, I really do think, Tom, you're on the, the right track there. That's the number one question for Cowboys fans heading into this Jacksonville game is, who is going to be behind Dak Prescott should something happen? You mentioned that $6.8 million. So uh, you've been around this team. You've been around this organization. You've been around the Jones family. Tell me, uh, in your opinion, uh, are they going to go out and shop hard? Or is it we're just going to kick a tire or two and see what's available? Uh, I think they need to wait to see what's available because you can look around the league and there are a couple of quarterbacks that are kind of uh, on crowded depth charts on teams that have multiple quarterbacks that at least could start. I mean, you look at the the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, they've got a couple guys that maybe will hit the open market at some point. And it just turns into that as, as if somebody is there that makes you feel more comfortable than having a Cooper Rush and a Garrett Gilbert, then you, you go and do that. I asked the question on our podcast this week. I threw a hypothetical out there and I said, okay, three weeks this year, Dak Prescott's unavailable. I don't want to even throw a specific out there. I don't want to throw it out in the wind. But if Dak's out for three weeks, what do you think each of the quarterbacks' record would be? And none of us really kind of came up with an answer that had any more than two wins. I think it was one and two for all three quarterbacks, with the exception of Ben DiNucci, who was 0-3. So there's not a whole lot of confidence, I think, right now of, of keeping the ship afloat should have something happen to Dak Prescott. And I think that that extra money and that extra cap space is going to help you out a ton whenever that time comes around. Talking with Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboy Network. Kyle, talk a little bit about some of the – we mentioned the quarterback spot, but some of the other jobs that might be up for grabs and guys fighting for, for those roster spots when Tuesday rolls around. Yeah, I think swing tackle is still a position that's certainly undecided. Ty Inteki, who came in as a veteran – addition this offseason didn't necessarily uh, really wow anybody throughout training camp, and I think it kept the door open for Terrence Steele. They've pretty much evenly split the the swing tackle reps throughout training camp and throughout the preseason. Both guys have played on the left side and the right side of that offensive line, and uh, it's kind of the same thing with Dak Prescott. Should anything happen to Tyron Smith or to Lyle Collins, who left practice earlier today, uh, should something happen to either one of those guys, then you want to feel comfortable back there. Uh, you, and I think right now neither one uh, really gives you a ton of options. The other one is backup center. Right now Connor Williams is in COVID-19 protocol, uh, and it will not play this weekend, at least it, it seems that way, heading into to Saturday. But it, right now he's your backup center, and he needed those game, game reps to really feel like you, you had something – or somewhat of depth uh, behind Tyler Biata. So at least it looks like right now Matt Farniok, the, the drafted rookie out of Nebraska, is going to have a huge opportunity to be the second string behind uh, a Tyler Biata should something happen there as well. Kyle, uh, I, I know the Cowboys uh, have a, a, a true fullback on, on the roster. Will we see much two-back offense uh, I mean, you know, us old guys, we remember what, what two-back offenses mm-hmm. look like. But will we see some two-back offense from uh, from uh, Kellen Moore and, and, and Mike McCarthy in this, in this offensive staff? Yeah, I think you will uh, from time to time. And, of course, you're going to see the 20 personnel with, with guys like Tony Pollard and Zeke back there. Uh, Rico Dowdle out for the season now. That, that one hurts you for 
a good amount of time, and, and he might have been another guy you could have utilized in that, that aspect. I don't know, Tom, if they're going to have a true fullback on the roster because Shewo Alanalua was as close as, as anybody's been as a true fullback to, to pop in and, and to maybe make the roster. He had a fantastic training camp, and now he's dealing with a neck injury. So until he returns to health, I, I don't know if they do keep a guy. I mean, hmm. right now Nick Ralston is the only one uh, who is at least in that conversation. So if they don't keep a fullback, I, I don't know. It wouldn't be 20 personnel. It wouldn't be two back looks. But you might use a tight end in that formation. I've seen uh, Sean McCune, who should be back next week, from his ankle injury fill in as like an H-back hybrid tight end role behind the line of scrimmage as a blocker. Jeremy Sprinkle, who's a veteran tight end, has certainly filled that role a couple times as well. So I think you'll see Kellen Moore kind of tinker with that a little bit and see where he's going to put guys specifically. But uh, I still think having somebody, an extra blocker, an extra piece of personnel in the backfield is, is in the cards, at least at the moment, for Kellen Moore in this offense. Kyle, I know you're busy. You know you got a game tonight, and, and uh, you got to cover the Cowboys on Sunday. We do pre- appreciate the time. Uh, have fun tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me as always. Y'all have fun.